You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right with host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash in a Goldilocks, how to get it just right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I am happy to share another hour with you. It is natural to have biases. However, it is imperative to be aware of them and make choices to overcome these implicit human biases. A critical part of formal education is to learn the scientific method of research and evaluation to mitigate the risk of biases. The more society embraces fact-free opinions and talking points of other so-called pundits, the greater the prejudices in our civil society. These preconceptions divide us and fragment our fragile social contract, resulting in conflict and unrest. Life is a prism, and all situations could be viewed from various vantage points of that same prism, leading to various judgments. Having an open mind coupled with the brevity to self-assess are foundational to identifying one's own predispositions. Having the courage to deal with those biases and let facts lead to informed choices while embracing empathy is what would make the difference. Listening with intent to understand other points of view is the most important start. Listening not just with one's ears, but engaging all senses, including the heart, is critical. You may ask why is listening with the heart important? 60 to 70% of all communication is nonverbal. This means merely hearing the words does not lead to true understanding. Being present, engaging the emotional quotient EQ, and listening with empathy is what will lead to real understanding. A glass is half full and half empty at the same time. Two people arguing over is it half full or half empty is an exercise in absolute futility, and yet, That is what we seem to be doing these days, more often than not. While biases are normal, acting on them in ways that causes intended and unintended consequences to others introduces risk into society. We see these risks around us all the time. Who gets treated right? Who gets respect? Who gets the job? Who gets shot? Who gets to live? Who gets the funding or support? These are all influenced by these preconceived notions. When this becomes the DNA of a culture, no one feels safe and everyone loses trust in the society they are living in. Trust, just like love, is an all or nothing deal. I have had folks tell me they have some trust. To them, I say, Just like one is either pregnant or not, you trust one or not. One cannot be a little bit pregnant and one cannot trust another a little bit. The emerging global movements of Me Too and March for Our Lives are testaments to women and youth saying we have had enough. Saying enough is not sufficient. We need to come together to turn that into a call of action that is lasting. Civil conversations with one another is part of the process to develop that call to action with understanding, consensus, and empathy. Since time and tide waits for no one, why not seize the moment and start that dialogue right now? To help me with this timely dialogue on this episode, Overcoming Implicit Biases, Dialogue with a Freedom Writer are Mr. Thomas Armstrong and Ms. Regina Brent. Regina is an inspiring lady who continually engages herself and others 
towards building a harmonious community filled with freedom of choice. Mr. Armstrong is a freedom writer, a civil rights activist who rode interstate buses into the segregated southern United States in in 1961 and the following years to challenge the non-enforcement of the United States Supreme Court decision, Irene Morgan versus Commonwealth of Virginia in 1946 and Babylon Benton versus Virginia in 1960, which ruled that segregated public buses were unconstitutional. Regina, a warm welcome back to the show. And thank Mr. you, Armstrong, Dr. Henry. Thank you so much, Regina, for being here. And Mr. Armstrong, I am truly humbled and honored to have you on my show. So, Regina, let's get started with you while uh, we wait for Mr. Armstrong to um, be ready to come on to have the conversation. Um, I know you have been on a show with me prior. We've had some very interesting conversation in the past, and we committed to come back to continue that conversation. And can you just help us understand and our audience understand how you came to this point where you've taken your career, your passion, your aspirations, and turned this into a avocation to help everybody realize their civil rights and seek justice. This is about making sure everybody gets their freedom and you're truly committed to that. What, how did you get here? Well, uh, thank you, Dr. Henry, for inviting me again on your show. It's, it was a pleasure before, and it's uh, certainly a continuation of pleasure to be here again tonight. Um, I, I just want to say that growing up the way that I did in uh, Robert Taylor Holmes, I found out uh, very early about um, biases, but I misconstrued it for prejudices, um, and those two are very different, but um, I, I, I thought the world was, my little world being in the Robert Taylor homes were all black people uh, living together, uh, going to school together, uh, we we played and we worked around one another, and we had no outside experiences with the other part of the world until mm-hmm. I became of an adult age, and I had to go out into the workforce. And I realized that this was not just prejudices that I was facing. It was also a situation of biases, and I had no idea that I actually was one of those people who was biased myself. I was very, mm-hmm. very surprised when I took a course and uh, realized that biases is in all of us. Yes. It's just uh-huh. not one group of people, but we all have biases. And mm-hmm. I believe it starts in the home. So when I came out into society and I saw how it served as a roadblock in one advancing in life. Mm-hmm. I figured that once I found a way to learn more about it and to try to do the right thing in changing it, I felt like I had to prove myself to the world that mm-hmm. I, was, I was equal, I was just as good, mm-hmm. I was just as educated, and, um, and I began to form a rightful opinion about myself because I had to become okay in my own skin. And that and is so important, I didn't do right? that alone. I, mm-hmm. I didn't do that alone. I did that with many people who did not look like me as well. I, I am glad you brought up the fact that we all have biases. Biases can be yes. positive biases and negative biases, and it is inherently human to have biases, right? We naturally gravitate towards people who look like us, people who sound like us, people from our hometown, people who went to the same college, people who have the same interests, right? And that's why I started the introduction saying the importance of learning the scientific method through our education system to understand how to screen for those biases is important. 
when yeah. we are recruiting, when we, even in the workplace, when we are recruiting, are we recruiting people just like us or are we recruiting people who are different from us? That's a very important question. Same way, are we surrounding uh-huh. ourselves with people who are different from us so that we truly get multiple perspectives? I remember growing up one day we were boasting about how great minds think alike. And we grew up in a household where we don't speak much English, but we were very proud that we figured out we could say that. Uh And my mother, who was a university professor, looked at us and said, well, if you believe great minds think alike, what is your opinion on fools seldom differ? (laughs) That pretty much put us in our place, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And that conversation and that interaction taught me that there is no reason to have ourselves surrounded by people who agree with us. We have to have people who can respectfully disagree when we can all have that dialogue and learn and grow because learning and growth happens from a place of discomfort, not when there is complete comfort. Exactly. And, And as you stated, we have different perspectives based on you know, our race, our gender, uh, mm-hmm. our religion. Uh, they said that the most segregated uh, day is uh, of the week is Sunday uh, when we go to practice our religion. Uh, but the other part of it is, is that it's, it's beneficial to become aware of your biases because mm-hmm. we adopt them basically from out of our homes. For instance, I know when I was a little girl, um, we saw Caucasian doctors. We, we rarely saw a black doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. So growing up, you feel like the best health care would be coming from uh, a Caucasian doctor, just anyone other than your own skin color, the person that resembles you. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was time to deal with the legal aspects in life, such as lawsuits and things like that or court issues, we always felt that, the Jewish lawyer was better than a black lawyer. Uh, some people have those same biases within themselves that they will shut down access mm-hmm. to other people who look like us and who are just as intelligent and very well qualified. But because of those biases that we learn in our home, uh, where in some areas we did not support our own, we reached out to other cultures, mm-hmm. other races, thinking that it was much more safe yes. uh, to okay. be treated by them than your own kind. And that and is an so excellent you, point. Mm-hmm. On that point, let's yeah, go to so, break, come back, and continue this conversation. Hold that thought, Regina. Thank you. out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
are listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us in the episode, Overcoming Implicit Biases, Dialogue with a Freedom Writer. It is my honor and pleasure to introduce our special guest on the show today, Mr. Thomas Armstrong. Mr. Armstrong, Thank welcome you to the much. show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so uh, much. Oh, it is truly our honor, and you have done so much for what we have benefited we have all benefited from based on your sacrifices and the sacrifices of others but what i would love for my audience to hear is your story in your own words because it's far more powerful coming from you could you please take us through that journey of what that being a freedom writer was like okay uh Okay, uh, first of all, um, my story begins uh, with me as a student at Tougaloo College in, in Mississippi. I'm a, I am a resident of the state of Mississippi, uh, at least I was during that time. And I was, became involved on the tutelage of my mentor, Mega Evers, in voter registration in mm-hmm. early 1959. And I worked with him until the Freedom Riders came in 61. Okay. Okay. And uh, so that was uh, very uh, <laughs> troubling at times experience. But, uh, yes. you know, we made it through that very well. Uh, the only thing about that, um, our job at that particular time was to go out into the various hamlets and small communities in southern Mississippi and teach blacks the Mississippi voter registration process. Mm -hmm. That was a dangerous job during that particular time. Many, uh, several, I should say, individuals lost their lives uh, in doing similar and the same thing. So it wasn't an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, When the Freedom Riders came into Mississippi, I was a student there at Tougaloo College, and we had been watching their progress. And uh, we noticed that they had uh, left their origin in two buses. One uh, uh, took the route of Birmingham, one took the route of Anniston, Alabama. Freedom Riders that arrived, when they arrived in Birmingham, they were beaten there. Uh, the mm-hmm. group that came to Anderson on that bus, the bus was firebombed, and the Freedom Riders barely made it out of those buses alive. So wow. at the same time, the governor of the state of Mississippi, two days before, was on radio stating that all of his black Negroes in Mississippi were satisfied with their condition there. So mm-hmm. we... Several of us students at Tougaloo decided that we needed to uh, defend our position and notify the residents of the state of Mississippi that the statements by the governor was not correct. So Mm -hmm. we were trying to find out, uh, determine what we could do to do that. So the Freedom Riders arrived two days later, and what happened is they were on the bus when they got off the buses. The police marched them right through the white terminal of the station there into the paddy wagons. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we saw that. And the following day, uh, two of those original Freedom Riders, Mr. James Bevel and Mr. Bernard Lafayette, were released on bond. And they came out to Tougaloo campus, and I was speaking with Mr. Bevel, and I was explaining to him some of the things, including what I just told you. And he said, well, what do you 
uh, you know, what are you going to do about this? And then I say, well, what do you suggest? He say, well, I suggest you join the Freedom Rider. I said, fine, let's do it. Well, mm-hmm. what it happened, we had a meeting that night of students at Tupelo, uh, trying to recruit individuals to continue the ride from Jackson, Mississippi to New Orleans, Louisiana, their final destination. Mm-hmm. Um, we had three individuals, three students, uh, who decided that they would join up. Myself, a classmate, Mary Harrison, and another individual. Uh, <clears throat> uh, my classmate uh, originally did not decide to join up. There were two of us, two summers. Mm-hmm. And one guy, the other guy decided that he wouldn't do it. He changed his mind. And my classmate, Mary Harrison, uh, volunteered to go with me. So the two of us and two individuals from nearby alumni of, of Tougaloo, nearby okay. Raymond, a little town called Raymond, Mississippi, uh, decided to go with us also. So there were four of us. And we went down to the white bus terminal white portion of the bus terminal mm-hmm. in Jackson, Mississippi, and we already had tickets. And we sat there for about three or four minutes, and the chief of police and about 20 policemen came in that we had to leave, and we indicated that we had tickets and we had the right to board the bus for New Orleans, mm-hmm. Louisiana, and didn't manage to him, uh, and he would not even allow us to get on that bus, We're, even though we had tickets in hand. Um, we were arrested, thrown into the county, the city jail there in Jackson, mm-hmm. and um, from there to the county jail, we were interrogated uh, for hours and hours and days. Uh, you know, with the same simple questions: who, who, who paid for you to be here? Are you a member of the Communist Party? You know, who in the Communist Party do you know? All that kind of stuff. Well, anyway, wow. uh, we were finally released. Uh, at the by the Tougaloo president mm-hmm. in our barn. He paid the bond for us to get out of jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the portion of the Freedom Ride. That's where we, uh, that's where, how we participated. However, after that, there were 36 Mississippi Freedom Riders, Mississippi residents, who decided to come, become Freedom Riders because of what we were known as the Tougaloo Four was the mm-hmm. rest. And uh, you don't read about those 36, but it was uh, it was those 36 that kept the pressure on the state of Mississippi also. And by being arrested and thrown into jail, and then some of them remained there and went to Parchment Prison mm-hmm. for their efforts. Now that's that's the freedom ride portion of my experience. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. The main, um, I, I would say, the main portion of my civil rights experience during the 1960s was in voter registration. Uh, okay. At Tougaloo, I had the opportunity to meet with uh, uh, Reverend Martin Luther King a few times. Uh, mm-hmm. He would always, of course. He was interested in what we were doing and how we were doing it and so forth, mm-hmm. and making sure that we maintain our work under the philosophy of nonviolence. Mm-hmm. Now, it's kind of so, interesting in the sense that you may have heard of Freedom Summer in 64. Mm-hmm. Many, a thousand individuals, including many white uh, students from the North, and black students from the north in various other areas of the country came to Mississippi to help us in a, a voter registration campaign. Okay, okay. Now that's interesting uh, nope. you talk about voter registration because voter registration today and voting rights today sometimes seem a little more scarier in some states, right? It almost feels like yeah. we've we made progress and we are going backwards. Are you seeing any places where we need to do things differently and take a page from those days of civil rights uh, activism and try to shape our civil conversation once again differently to fit our times? Well, first of all, it wouldn't necessarily, uh, um, in my experience, for it to be different. Uh, 
we need more. We need mm-hmm. more uh, people participating in the voters' process. Okay. Yes. The we have a problem by not voting. Okay. And uh, many individuals want change, but they are not willing, are not able, whatever the case might be, to get out and struggle for those changes. Okay. We as um, students, young people of the state of Mississippi, uh, laid the groundwork, and I'm so glad that many young people of our generation today um, picking up on that groundwork and realizing that change can come through the efforts of young people. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, at that particular time, I don't know, I was... I would say I was kind of old in there. I was 17 years old when it started, okay? And um, uh, we had some much younger than that, okay, who were very much on the front line daily, okay, putting their lives in danger. So it is the young people that uh, I'm so proud of today. Okay. You know, and I, I reached out to them, and I thing that I tell them is to stay focused and don't necessarily take all of your information from the outside. Listen mm-hmm. to your peers. Listen to your peers, okay? And mm-hmm. as I said, we want you to stay focused on your objective and to never give up. And uh, I'm so proud of them and you see uh, how things are going out there in terms of gun control, the efforts that the students are putting on the legislatures of the day. Yes. Uh-huh. And anybody who's interested, to my audience who are interested in reading more about Mr. Armstrong's story, I uh, direct you or r- recommend you to read the autobiography of a freedom writer by Mr. Thomas Armstrong. Um it is available in bookstores, right, Mr. Armstrong, so that people can yes. go on Amazon uh, oh, and yes. buy it. Okay, okay. Yes. And that is definitely a good way to learn more about your struggles, your journey, and the journey of your generation seen through your eyes. And I think yes, I it is something I, that we should all I remember. I hope that young people read it. Yes, you know? yes. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yes. And not only read it, but read it and understand it and figure out how do we take a lesson from that generation and apply it to us in this generation. Um, As we deal with the civil rights issues of our generation and the generations to come, um, I'm a believer that we all stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. So let's take a page from your journey and the journey from others and let's build on that. Uh, With that thought, we're going to go for a break, come back and continue this conversation. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us on the episode, Overcoming Implicit Biases, Dialogue with a Freedom Writer. Mr. Armstrong and Ms. Brent, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. When, yes. when we went on the break, we were talking about your journey, Mr. Armstrong. Prior to that, we were talking about Regina's personal journey and how biases are around us. And we just mm-hmm. need to figure out ways to get past that. And have civil conversations in a respectful, responsible way. What I would like to do is take a moment and get your thoughts on with the civil discourse we have today and the crumbling uh, civil society and the infrastructure of institutions. What can we as individuals and citizens do to bring our hearts and minds into situations and start actually listening and engaging because if we don't listen and engage we're not going anywhere constructive how do you see us engaging with one another constructively yes um i um uh, you know i'm concerned about it very much and then because of the i think much of that is caused by the in yep um leaders that we have today uh, I believe that we should, uh, as individuals, make our voices heard. And many times we can't do it individually. So we have to join up with organizations, like-minded organizations, uh, to have a louder and better voice, okay? And try and try to get those particular businesses, organization, cooperation, or whatever the case may be, to understand what is happening to us today. This Mm -hmm. administration is taking us backwards. We are not progressing under the Republican administration of today. And uh, so we need to, you know, uh, try and pull together. And what I mean by that is uh, ethnic groups have to stop the infighting and become more bonded together and because we are all in this boat together. And when Mm -hmm. we go, the others go along with us. So uh, I don't know. So I, 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 of course, the voter uh, registration and voter processes, we need to look into that. I'm concerned about... um, Gerrymandering, that's a process. Mm-hmm. We all know that in the uh, groups that are in control, you know, they mm-hmm. redraw the maps. And mm-hmm. uh, so we have to be concerned um, about gerrymandering. Many of us as voters don't know what gerrymandering is. Okay? You talk to mm-hmm. individuals out there, they don't know what it is, but it's very important. And we need to, what I've mm-hmm. done is uh, try to make up. Um, with the processes offered to us um, by uh, some of our um, former Obama Obama administrators who are working on this particular. Mm -hmm. You know, join up an organization and uh, Mm -hmm. come in bond. 
Mm-hmm. And, and some of the issues we are facing today are actually beyond party, right? We have come to a point where politicians seem to be most self-serving instead mm-hmm. of service-oriented. And I, I was raised to believe that leaders truly serve other people by managing themselves. But we've come to a point where people in power and authority seem to think that they manage other people and serve themselves, right? We've flipped it all backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we are going to change the tide, then we need to have people come together with an understanding that whatever can happen to somebody else can happen to me. Yeah. And I say this because I myself yeah. come from a country that has been through its own uh, civil unrest and civil war, and I lost my homeland and I lost my childhood. And okay. the same country that got rid of us as minority now is going after another minority group. Once they've gotten rid mm-hmm. of the second minority group, what are they going to do? Turn around and go after their own Right. Once you start used to eating or doing something, you want it no matter what. And, you know, if you're a cannibal and you're done eating all the human beings around you, you start eating your own arm. And that's the danger. How do we get people to see that and stop that? Well, Dr. Henry, may I say something? Um, Mm -hmm. I I think the first thing we have to recognize is that uh, these biases uh, that keep us from getting any further than where we are hits us in the workplace, which is a very uh, powerful and impactful place to be uh, when we're there. So I think as human beings, we have to begin to identify the fact that we do have biases. We have mm-hmm. to identify that. Uh, once we identify that, we have to understand within ourselves we have the power to change our ways. Yes. Uh, when it comes to other people, whether it's in the workplace or in society, period. We, we have the power to change our ways. And I, I read somewhere where the uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission said that it is essential for all organizations, universities, publicly and privately held companies and governmental entities to communicate the importance of treating all employees, applicants, customers, students with respect and fairness from the top down. Mm-hmm. So when I raise my child up in my home and they go out into the workforce or they go out to the educational system or as uh, Mr. Armstrong so eloquently uh, described, the, into the political society, if we could only look at one another as human beings and yes. use that golden rule about treat your brother or your sister the way you would like to be treated, then we can eradicate a lot of these things that are happening unjustifiably, even in law enforcement. That's what my organization does. We partner mm-hmm. the community with law enforcement. We're trying to get the community to see the police department, the law enforcement department, to see uh, that these young people and people in general are human beings, and vice versa. We want the community to feel the same way. So it's, it's work that we can begin uh, just as um, the human race by knowing that all of us are influenced by our life expe- experiences and those around us. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you bring that up, Regina, because if nothing else in the law, in the recent past, what we have learned is the millennial generation is very capable of seeing beyond the racial stereotypes, seeing beyond the political artificial divide that people are putting uh individuals in boxes and saying, oh, you you are from an affluent white community. Don't worry about, you know, the inner city um, African-American debts. And these kids are standing up and saying, you know what? No, if you don't treat them fairly, then my voice is for their voice. Right. Yeah. And so we are seeing, uh, I mean, millennial generation, no matter what people say about them, I I work with them. I uh, in the professional workplace, I teach them in the classroom and I see a different kind of a attitude and approach in them that they truly have in them the ability to see beyond race, nationality, gender, religion, which is a beautiful thing. 
And they can mobilize one another in a heartbeat using technology that most of us have to plan for weeks and months. They can get done in a couple of hours. Yeah. And so, yes. So what can we learn from our young ones and how do we integrate the five generations in play so that we can truly shape our future? Because we can't do this. No one generation can do this alone. And we have to take the young ones for the journey because they are the ones who are going to be in charge in a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during during the um, sixes demonstration, you found, we found that the young people joined in with us mainly because of the efforts of Martin Luther King's lieutenants. But by the same token, I think today we need to join up with these young people that are out there now. They are, you know, the highlight <laughs> of what's going on. And, yeah, uh, they have the energy. They have the energy. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And also, uh, I see where Martin Luther King says, "Our lives begin to the end, to to the to end the day, we become silent about things right. that matter." Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it is important that we educate our children to all children, all races, to the history of America. It's not just black history, but it is the history of America. And uh, that is very important. And that's why we're having uh, the event on April 12th, as we had reiterated uh, earlier, because Mm -hmm. we want to hear the voices of the young people. We're not listening to them, and they want to be heard, and we hope to give them that opportunity. And that is such a wonderful thing, and I know Mr. Armstrong and I are going to be there on April 12th, at this event, definitely look forward to having those important conversations yes. with all the generations. And, we are uh, very honored to have both of you coming on that day, and especially our Mrs. Naomi Ruth King, who is the sister-in-law of Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, mm-hmm. She will also be there on April 12th. We, we got the word today that she has confirmed, and she will mm-hmm. be there. It is going to be such an impactful event. I cannot thank you enough for putting this together, Regina. And it is going to be wonderful to actually meet you in person, Mr. Armstrong. Thank you very much. Yes, be there. And so as we are talking about the young millennials, what I would really love to see, Regina, is coming out of the April 12th event, maybe even identify Um, a millennial and have a multi-generational conversation as a follow-up to this instead of leaving this conversation here, continuing this conversation in different forums, because this has to be a national and maybe even an international conversation. This is not limited to national boundaries. Yeah, I would uh, look at it as collective bargaining. We're going to have one person from every generation. We're going to have the civil rights movement generation up there, Mm -hmm. the freedom riders. We're going to have the millennials up there. Uh, We're going to have the um, baby boomers up there as well, uh, speaking Mm -hmm. about uh, just not only implicit biases, but what we can do to all come together and to unite and how we can change things just if we work at things where we are in our own localities no mm-hmm. matter how far we live apart from one another, okay. just and, as long as we communicate. Good, good. So that is wonderful news. We're going to go to break, come back for our final segment, and we will share any additional information before we wrap up the show. Thank you, Regina. Thank you. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars 
cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us in the final segment of the episode, Overcoming Implicit Biases, Dialogue with a Freedom Writer. Just before we went to break, we were talking about the value and the lessons we are learning from our millennial generation and the importance of having a multi-generational conversation. But I also want to bring up the uh, fact that Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, took a page from Mahatma Gandhi's uh, movement of nonviolence, um, peaceful protest, uh, where Mahatma Gandhi actually uh, brought the entire British crown to its knees through his peaceful protest and uh, actually got an entire economic power to crumble and got freedom for India without even firing a bullet, right? So... Coming through that experience and knowing that from Mahatma Gandhi, and Mahatma literally means a great soul, right? Taking a page from Mm -hmm. him, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King learned and implemented something in the American context, the same way Nelson Mandela took a page from that and implemented something in the South African content context. Mm -hmm. And as we look at the world around us, this is not unique to us. This is not unique to a particular time in history. We are going to need to take a page and learn and continue to improvise. What are your thoughts on integrating all of these schools of thought and all of these values as we move forward? Because we truly are a melting pot here. No one think, man um, can stand alone. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead no man. one man can, don't, can stand alone. We need one another. There's not a one-man hand clap. We need each other. God created all of us, and we need one another to make this place a better world to live in. Mm-hmm. We cannot survive without, okay, working together and coming together to make this nation, to maintain the greatness of this country, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so we're going to have to, oh, we're going to have to put aside. Uh, these biases, a lot of these biases that we have. We understand that everybody has biases, but, you know, as Regina said, we got we, we have to change. We have to change yes. some things. And uh, what better time to do it than now? I know. And I think for those of us who want to make a positive difference, we are in the perfect time at the perfect place with the perfect opportunity, but we can't let it slip. So as we bring this show to a close, I just want to remind all our audience and share the information of where we are having, where uh, Unity Partners, headed up by Regina Brent, is going to be hosting uh, the event uh, on overcoming implicit biases. It's scheduled to be at the Pfeiffer Hall at the North Central College in the DuPage County, Illinois, where... where, Uh, The uh, students from the school district, the law enforcement, as well as the community citizens are going to get involved 
Dr. Martin Luther King's sister-in-law is going to be there. uh, Mr. Armstrong, who is the freedom writer on the show, he is going to be there. Regina, you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. And we yes, truly, and we're going to have a few other, uh, hopefully, freedom writers that uh, experience the same uh, conditions of the civil rights mm-hmm. movement. And uh, I want to just say thank you so much, uh, Mr. Armstrong, for joining us. It's always a pleasure and an honor uh, to sit in your company, whether we're having a conversation or we're just reading your book. I just want you to know that you paved the way for all of us to pick up our crown and wear them today. And I, I thank you for that. Thank, thank you, you so, so very much. And Ms. Thank, thank you, you so thank very you. much for your sacrifices, Mr. Armstrong, and we truly are honored to be in your presence and look forward to engaging with you and learning and taking some of those lessons and moving it forward. And Regina, and thank Dr. you Henry, so very may much. May I also say there is Mrs. Adrienne Coleman, who will be the implies, I'm sorry, implicit bias expert that will be okay. conducting a workshop between 3.30 and 5 p.m., with the school district students all across the quad counties of DuPage. Beautiful, beautiful. So with all of that, I cannot imagine this not being a fun, engaging, and enlightening event. Uh, Thank you so very much to both of you for being on the show. I cannot tell you how excited I am that we are actually having this conversation. And by far, this is not going to be the last time we talk about it. We're going to build on this. And one, well, one thing we need to keep in mind is that just when the caterpillar thought its life was over, it transformed into a beautiful butterfly. This yeah. is a reminder that in the ebb and yeah. flow of life itself, every day is an opportunity for starting a new. Love, and we love, are going to take King. this. We're going to exhibit the faith that a mustard seed embodies and grow into something that we rightfully are to be. The show is all about our shared journey and helping each other evolve and embrace our personal and economic empowerment. If you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, want to get involved, please email me at drcasshenry at hotmail.com. And as we wrap up the show, I want everybody to be reminded of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s words, darkness cannot be driven out by darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And we know this from our own experience that anger and hate are toxic and they kill the person who has those anger and hate from the inside out. We have also learned from Mahatma Gandhi who gave the world the blueprint for the nonviolence peace resistance, that civil obedience becomes our sacred duty when the state becomes lawless or corrupt. So this is not the time to sit back and say, I am just one person. There is nothing I can do. If you feel that way, for those who feel that way, I remind you the words and wisdom of a Persian poet, Rumi, who said, you are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. And if we look at ourselves from that perspective, we will realize that we have the opportunity to transform and spread the social change and become the transformation we need. So as we continue on with our journey this week, next week, over the next few days, remember, every one of our human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. So let's go out there and transform lives. And let's not forget to start with our own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.